0: Hello, welcome to Sarah and Abby's Vegan Adventures. Um, we just wanted to check in, and Sarah's going to tell us a little bit about something that happened to her today that made her feel
1: some type of way. Yeah, so, you know, Abby tends to be the one that gets more, what's the word you would say? Heisty? For, for, great. I think it's kind of feisty when it comes to people using aversives. You know, she'll see someone using an aversive and she'll, like, kind of immediately say something. But (laughs) I, you know, can kind of keep my cool a little bit longer. I'll cross,
0: like, three intersections and be like, hey!
1: Yeah. Where, like, I'll just, you know, try to keep my cool a little bit. So, today, basically, like, I just encountered something that literally infuriated me. And yeah, so I guess I'll tell you about it. So got called to meet this dog for the first time. And these people let me know that they use a prong collar before I met them. And I'm like, okay, whatever, fine. It's happened before. Um, and I get there and they're like, you know, correcting the dog in front of me. And like at first, you know, I always like to kind of see how they interact with the dog first. Like I, I usually don't say anything within the first like five minutes because like I'm just asking them questions. Um, but they were just like correcting the dog for everything. So I at one point was like, okay, I'll hold him. So like I took him because like you're just dis- you're distracting me also. Like I'm trying to just ask you questions and now you're distracting me. And then like they're telling me, I'm like, okay, what do you do in this situation? And they're just yanking the dog on the prong collar. And they're telling me that their previous trainer told them that when the dog picks something up that it shouldn't have to get him to drop it, we just yank on his prong collar. And no, he's not wearing a leash in the house. He's just wearing the prong collar. So they're reaching for his face with an object in his mouth and and yanking his neck? Um... So that, that just infuriated me, because um, now guess what the dog does? Do you want to guess, Abby?
0: Um, does, he, does he give them a kiss when he sees them? No. What he
1: does when he's... When I know. I was being facetious. <laughs> Go ahead. What does he do when he grabs an object now and they approach him? You want me to say the real answer or you want me to guess again? I want you to, well, what would you say the dog does if we, like, reach for his neck and yank him?
0: I'd probably say that it's going to, like, be upset and probably, like, bite him.
1: Yeah, so now the dog is growling and snarling at them when he has objects. And I just think it's crazy because they literally trained their dog to do this under the supervision of a, quote, professional. Mm -hmm. And to me, that's just infuriating. Because anybody, balance trainer or not, Mm. anybody who understands at least something would know Mm. that that is not the way to handle a dog that's picking up objects. Like you don't have to do all positive reinforcement to know that. Like that. That's just. (laughs) Do you want to take over? Well, correct me if I'm
0: wrong. It's not just about. Oh, you're being mean to the dog. He's just trying to play. This is a safety issue.
1: Yeah, and it's 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 not again talk about different opinions. Oh, well, I I train my dog this way. I think this way works better. Okay. Just just basic understanding how how any type of learning works. Why are you teaching why do you not understand that putting uh, Using a prong collar uh, without a leash and putting your hands on his neck when he has something he wants, why do you even think that that's a good idea? Why do you even, like, think that? And that's why I said it's not
0: like the we're being, like, hippie, don't hurt the dog. Like, this is now a dog that cannot be trusted around high-value objects. Around
1: any he was picking up rocks, anything, mm-hmm. anything. It's just it's 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 crazy to me that that someone who would recommend that is is walking around advertising themselves as a dog trainer. Like that is crazy to me. That is crazy to me. And the dog was not doing this before him. No. What do you mean?
0: He wasn't growling. It's not like he was growling at them. Like they created this. I'm saying. They had
1: him since he was an eight week old puppy. Yeah. And now they have a, he's a, a golden re- he's a
0: golden retriever.
1: And like, now
0: he resource guards.
1: Yeah. Like and it's it what's crazy to me, Abby also differs in opinion from me here. Like what I, I differ? Like, What do I differ in? I like to give people the benefit of the doubt sometimes. So, and yeah. think that they're not pieces of shit. I'm like, these People are not pieces of shit. Like, they were receptive, very receptive to what I was saying. So, like,
0: it's just... So pretty- you're not infuriated at them. You're infuriated at the individual who yeah, I'm not went not there one time bad. and told them to, to do a leash correction.
1: Yeah, like, I'm, really, daughters- not, I'm really not even mad at them. I'm really not even mad at them. I'm mad at the person who taught them to do that. Like, because if I had got to them, like, if they had seen my info, like, that would be a whole different situation. And it's like, it's just, it's crazy. Now, is that a lifelong thing? Is their dog, like, screwed forever? No, I mean, you can definitely, he's still a puppy. So you can definitely, like, condition it out of him. But, like, that's now – that needs to be the focus of their training when mm. the focus of their training for a young dog shouldn't be <laughs> not – Learning about research. Yeah. Though. Like, why? Why? You know what I'm saying? And did this
0: trainer ever come to their house, do you know? Or did he literally yeah. say this on the no, phone? No, oh, okay. he went to their house. And that's... obviously it didn't work because they sought out
1: a different trainer. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they weren't happy. And the dog picks up everything. So, like,
0: so it didn't even
1: work. Didn't work. So, yeah,
0: I, the other podcast that we listened to, Nikki Ivy on Dog Speak, was saying how she's, she had a client go to her after like seeing another trainer and um, without even meeting the dog, like just hearing the dog barking on the phone, the trainer had told her to get a shock collar and it was like an eight pound small breed dog who was like fearful and without even putting her eyes on a dog that was what she recommended and and Nikki Ivy was like that is abusive that is abuse there's no two ways about it trying like <laughs> it's abuse and it's un- it's it's not it's not professional.
1: Yeah. It's, it's again, even just pretend that we like those items, like pretend that we use them in a different dimension. Like, how do you think that the use of them in that way even makes sense? Like, how are you really advising someone to do that? Like you really told someone to do that. You know, like, you really told someone to do that.
0: <laughs> so, I mean, what is, I mean, what, so in your opinion, though, what, what is their motive of doing that? Like, why would they give them advice that is so wrong that it's, that it's,
1: because like, I not- think, you know, I think that in most situations, maybe not most, Yeah, let's say most, let's say 65% of cases, especially with the clientele here of fancy purebred dogs that are like labs and goldens and tend to be, you know, sweet, easy dogs. I think that they can get away with that in most cases. And in most cases, the dog won't turn around and snap at you. So I think that's why they're getting away with it. And do you think that they are just, maybe they don't, they don't
0: have the tools and knowledge to give them a different solution? Like they literally only know how to do that. Like what would be, why would they not suggest something as easy as trading? Like they just don't, they don't have that knowledge.
1: Yeah. I think they, I think it's, you know, is it this specific trainer that's the bad guy or is it the person who taught him? I think it's like your friend, your (laughs) ex-friend. That was never my friend. Who is from a similar, you know, that's how this person probably learned and that's what he thinks is right. And that's just what they do and nobody questions it. And in most cases, when it gives you the results you want, it gives you the results you want. So you're going to keep doing it.
0: Yeah, but you like you were just saying, that, that even a balance trainer, even a trainer that uses aversives would know that that's not going to work. <laughs> And clearly it didn't here. So what, I mean, do they, they just don't, they literally don't know what anything yeah, else Yeah, I think to do? what
1: happens is that maybe when the trainer's there and they, the trainer, you know, and this just goes back to uneducation also, when the trainer does it at the house for the first time, it's going to work, you know? Mm-hmm. So then time goes by and the owners are doing it. You're getting a few months down the line. Now this is the result. They say to themselves, oh, that trainer didn't work that's let's just call someone else. So like that trainer doesn't even necessarily know the, okay, that's happening because what I said, I see I, yeah, because I yeah, because how often are they getting that negative feedback? It worked when they were there. So maybe the clients don't even know that it was bad. Maybe they think they fucked up. Oh, cause it worked when he did it. We must just suck at it. Mm-hmm. You know? So then they just go with someone else. They don't call and say, Oh, you sucked yeah (laughs) um yeah i think that's what it is that's that's why they're in business because you go you get dramatic results when you're there for the for 10 minutes and people are like (gasps) (laughs) (laughs) and then you have fallout that they don't necessarily even connect to being your fault i just feel like how could
0: that be like how could that be the case if you if you have so many clients that 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 switch to you after working with an aversive trainer
1: how could what be the case
0: that like they that like they think it's worked like i'm basically i'm asking do you think the trainers know that that's stupid and going to mess up the, the client's dog or do you think that they have no idea and they're just living in la la land because it worked one time
1: Yeah, I think, again, once again, they are not living in the real world, and I really think that they, in the vast majority of cases, in the moment that they're there, they're seeing it work, so they think that it works. Mm. You know, I think it's really easy to be at someone's house for an hour and scare the shit out of a dog Mm -hmm. and think that you're the best trainer ever because what you just did quote unquote worked. So we know what you would say to the the clients obviously dealt with that
0: today and you had a positive impact. What would you say to the trainers? If you had an opportunity to sit down with that trainer, what would the conversation look like?
1: Well, I I would first want to ask like where they got their education from. And more than likely they're going to say, Oh, I got my certification from X, Y, and Z 50 years ago, 30 years ago, 20 years ago. And I'm going to say, oh, have you done any continuing education? And they're going to say, no, I got my certification already. And I'm going to say 30 years ago. (laughs) So that's where it's going to start. And then I'm just going to ask, you know, do you care about curing the the dog or do you care about curing the behavior? Ooh, I love that. That's the title. You got to write that one down. Like, do you genuinely care about the dogs you're working with or do you care about making a buck and just making the behavior go away? Mm -hmm. Like, what is your intention? What's your intentions? Ask me what my intentions are. What are your intentions when you train? My intentions are to improve the quality of life and- I can't speak Inc- <laughs> improve your dog's quality of life and your quality of life and improve mm-hmm. your, you know, communication with each other. Yeah. I feel like their goal is make the dog stop doing the naughty thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, and that's where I think, you know, we differ. Because oh, guess what, you? if I improved your dog's quality of life and I improved your communication and you guys are happier, but the dog still sometimes chews a pillow up, I'm not going to think I failed. Mm. Write that one down, too. <laughs> I love like, that. If your dog is happy and whatever, and, oh, but you can't take him off leash because he's still, okay. But guess what, Are you, are you, you guys are happier and you can communicate with him better? Okay, I did my job then. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's it that's it I really love that thank you so yeah I think bottom line is if you are going to hire someone to help train your dog you really need to do your research mm-hmm. and research isn't just looking up Facebook reviews of people mm-hmm. who just finished their session and saw the guy work his You know, it's, it's actually doing your research.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's insane. And it's a shame, you know?
0: It is because they had an opportunity to have like, I mean, the the number one reason that people cite for getting puppies is like, I wanted to, oh my God. I'm sorry. I keep getting like a FaceTime from a group, like a giant group text. Um, I think the number one reason people say that they want to get a puppy is, oh, I want to have it from the beginning and train it my way. Okay. You had that opportunity and you, and you were misinformed. Like somebody messed that up for you. The only, the the primary reason that you got a puppy, somebody messed that up for you because now your puppy has a a severe, potentially severe issue that, is now a safety concern. Mhm. That you
1: created. Right. And now like, the,
0: the puppy that you wanted to get as a puppy so you could train it your way,
1: you now you broke it. <laughs> yeah, and it's like again, it's like it's like this, you know, when we hired a trainer for Diesel, we didn't do our research and we hired this an aversive trainer and that's, you know, we didn't know any better. And that was a trainer coming to our house that had good reviews that we trusted. And guess what? That's probably why diesel had issues. Like what if we like, imagine the impact, like if the first trainer we had was a Nikki Ivy or like a me, like imagine instead of a grown freaking ex-police officer with his black woman (laughs) shepherd in the back of a pickup truck like that was our first experience with a dog trainer imagine if it was a 25 year old girl coming into our house like what different of a relationship we would have had with diesel when he was a puppy that's that's so important that you said that isn't that a great point like yeah like because that was our first experience with a trainer that really shaped how we interacted with him because we trusted him and that and that shaped his behavior for his entire life
0: oh i got one you trusted him to make diesel not trust you
1: Mm. (laughs) (laughs) like you trusting the
0: creator made diesel not trust you guys
1: yeah, and it's like it's it's a shame because it's something so simple that you would think is in, relatively insignificant like okay, we're just hiring He came pregnant. one time, right? Like he, he came literally one time. one time and that literally impacted our, you know, entire relationship until I knew better.
0: Like 20 almost 20 years. <laughs> Yeah.
1: Wait, no, <laughs> I didn't do that right. <laughs> like, Ten years. and it, it, it's, 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 yeah, like he could have had such a better quality of life if we knew better. If the trainer if, knew better, yeah, and if we did research, you know, that still falls back on us, and it's like, like. Yeah, like when I go to these puppies' houses and like it's a family and they have little kids like imagine if I was like a big brolic man putting a prong collar on their dog, how different of a dynamic that would be and
0: yeah. how different
1: the kids would interact with their dog hmm that's crazy am I right and I think it also
0: makes the relationship that the kid the, the way the kid views the dog is now like ooh like our same thing we went to a training like a group class maybe. Three times, and um, and choke chain. Um, am I cutting out when these people are calling me? No. Okay. Good. Um, choke chain. He told us to grab his cheeks when he did something wrong and get in his face and say no. Tell me that. Like, and then so now you know you're viewing the dog as like you're demonizing the dog subconsciously, and as a kid, and you're like, "Oh, this guy's telling me the dog knows better, and that he's do- he's deliberately disobeying me. So now it's like, okay, well, you know, screw that dog, you know? Same type of thing. And it's sad.
1: I was just muted. Sorry, I was talking. um, um What my guy did was he had us all like sit on the floor and pet him. And then he said, "Okay, he respects your mom the most." Um, and he told me he doesn't respect me at all, and that he thinks I'm just another playmate, so that I have to really like you know I gotta be a certain discipline yeah. him yeah and, I was and like, really
0: that was probably he has the most trust for for you, uh-huh, and not that he didn't have trust for your mom, but that it was least you know, built
1: up with your mom because she was kind of scared of dogs in the very beginning. Yeah. And he's most engaged, even, you know, even if it was, you know, looking back, I was a kid, I was more chewy, <laughs> like,
0: chewy, or fun to
1: chew on and bite. Uh-huh. Like my parents didn't tolerate it. Yeah. But also he was the most engaged with me. Like yeah. that could have been phrased as a positive thing and not, a oh my God, he's biting you. He's, you got to get this under control and like scare us. And like
0: engaged can be, even if the dog is engaged in a negative or seemingly negative way in the beginning, that's so easy to flip and be like, okay, he's most responsive to you. So you can teach him the behaviors that you want to see. And that would have been more
1: powerful coming from the one that he was more engaged with. (laughs) Yeah. But instead it turned into a, you got to get this under control. It's going to be dangerous. Like, yeah. So it's just upsetting. Um yeah, I think we're blabbering now, so on that note, do you wanna end it? Yeah. Um, thanks for sharing what you went through today. I know that of was course. tough for you. Of course. Okay. The
0: viewers, we'll talk to you soon.
1: Talk to you soon. Bye. Stay safe out there. Mm-hmm.